Welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Machata, Ryan MK. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at RMK Madness and Instagram if you'd like. But the Twitters is where most of my stuffs be at, if you know what I mean. Anyway, welcome back, welcome back. Hope you've had a good weekend, or week, I should say. Is that really how we're starting this off, Ryan? Fucking train wreck already? Seriously? Jesus. You're weak. Weak. Not weekend. We're going into the weekend. You're weak. Hope your week has been well. I had a somewhat lazy week. I mean, such as the times, aside from my writing and podcasting and whatnot. But I did do some stuff. We did some rearranging, the wife and I. We've had this idea for a while that we need to get the two boys sleeping together. They have bunk beds now, but it's just mainly been used up to this point for when my mother comes to visit. But we finally decided, hey, Ryan, the mad chatter, needs a little space to write. He needs a little space to podcast. He needs some space. The wife, Miss Tasha, Mrs. Tasha, she needs some space for exercising, for stretching, for a quiet time, for whatever. So, the boys are now in the same room, <laughs> and we have freed up a room to do what we will. And it's kind of nice. It's nice. It's like a little office exercise area type thingamajiggy, and it's great. Works for both of us. So that's what I did this week. That was my big project of the week, aside from my normal podcasting and fantasy football duties and, you know, husband and fatherly duties. But so we continue on and I hope you had a wonderful week. But now I've got an awesome place to pod. We've got all sorts of stuff going on with sports kind of coming back. It's a little worrisome because we really don't know which direction this virus is going to take. And you see what's happening in baseball with the fighting between the owners and the union, the players, the, you know, MLBPA, the Players Association. And see, a lot of it's based on pay. So largely, <laughs> there's going to be some disputes here and issues here when it comes down to it. Now, hopefully this all comes back, but we still have to keep in mind, we have no idea what's going to happen. I think the NHL and the NBA have the best shot because they can simply just get in and get out. Get in, get the playoffs done, and get out. While Major League Baseball, they're missing a large chunk of their season. How are they going to go about this? I mean, they played nothing. And neither has the NFL, but they've still got time before the season starts. The baseball is supposed to be going on now. So yeah, it's a little bit interesting the direction that's going to take. And really, this week, I did want to talk about one thing here in the open, point out one thing. This may be a fantasy football podcast. And I do a lot of my, well, opinions, political and otherwise, and beliefs and, you know, random stuff that I'm into. I do a lot of that talking on my miscellaneous debris podcast. So I try to keep that there and not bring it too much into the fantasy podcast. However, the killing of George Lloyd by those police officers... 
I believe if you have a platform, you have to mention it. And even though I've used another platform and will continue to do so to talk about these kinds of things, I needed to mention it on here too. Them dudes getting fired ain't quite enough. It's not, it's not enough. And I think we have to remember, all of us, that people are hurting during this time. In general. Black folks are really getting hit hard by the pandemic, by everything that's going on in the country right now. Okay? Obviously not all of them, but people in poverty, period. I mean, my wife and I certainly are high class. <laughs> we're, we're clinging on to middle class barely. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm hoping this podcast and my writing and all of that changes things and brings us up a little bit higher into the middle class. But I, I feel everybody out there that's struggling. I do. And then something like this happens in your community? What the fuck? I don't... I mean, it's been said plenty of times on Twitter. It's there. It's always been there. Okay. It's just so much more visual now. But it's the same fight. And I'm on y'all's side. Fuck them cops. What the fuck is going on? And honestly, fuck the other cops for not doing something about these fucking cops. Because they had to have known. I read something on Twitter that was like, yep, he's had a bunch of conduct complaints, but he's never been investigated, gotten in trouble, doesn't look like. So dude with a bad rep already, you aren't investigating these people to see what the fuck's that about? You just, people complain because, oh, people complain about cops. Is that it? What the fuck's the deal? A lot of it I don't understand. I understand it in the sense that I understand it's there. And I get that there's people who have those views for whatever reason. I don't care. And I get that. And I understand that. I don't understand why. I don't understand why. And people want to put up all these statistics about how many white people were killed and blah, blah, blah. It's like, all of you people, you're looking at a statistics that are skewed to make that look good because you do realize there's a lot more white people than any other people. So, of course, more white people have been killed by cops. Because there's a lot more. Use your fucking brain. Instead of just running with whatever fucking narrative you see fit. You might actually learn something and gain perspective. If you go with knowledge and logic. But I'm not here to preach. But I do feel like this should be mentioned. It should be talked about. It's bullshit. These things continue to happen, so it continues to be bullshit. And now you're seeing riots and shit as a repercussion. Something needs to be done about the police force in this country. And the man in the White House and his followers are not of much help. We can only hope it goes better from here. But you have to keep in mind, this may be a fantasy football podcast, but I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want, number one. Number two... Come on, man. This is football. 
It's a large percentage of black people in football. These people are hurting right now. Don't ignore that shit. Don't condescend. Understand and realize what's going on here. And even if you want to say more white people killed by cops, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And you want to ignore the fact of how many white people there actually are compared to everybody else. Okay. You want to ignore that. Okay. Black or white, did that dude deserve to die? Did he? No, of course not. But then you look at why. Why did he die? On the surface, it, it seems very apparent why. But I'm done. That's what I got. I'm not done with my ranting and raving. If you want to hear about it more, my thoughts on it more, you can hear a little bit more. On my miscellaneous debris podcast, which actually this week we won't be doing. Thank you, helicopter, for just flying by. I have the shittiest luck with pod. <laughs> it's always something. You find a good spot to pod, and then boom. Helicopters. Anyway, continuing on, continuing on. Um, but my miscellaneous debris podcast. Yes, check that out. A little more thoughts on what's going on pandemic-wise, socially, you know. President Trump wanting to uh, put the flames to Twitter <laughs> because they want his shit fact-checked. I <laughs> That's hilarious. But anyway, check that out because I also get into the Skinwalker Ranch. Um, well, I get into it in general. Talk about what it is, what's been going on there. There's a very good documentary on it. And right now there's a very good show on the History Channel going on. About it, so it's it's very good stuff, very good stuff. So I'm going to talk a lot about that on my next episode, miscellaneous debris coming out tomorrow. But now I digress. We get back into what we're doing. Hope I didn't lose all of you. And let's get into the madness where we're going to talk today about some quarterbacks. Welcome to the madness. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Anyway, so I know I had mentioned um, that I was going to get into the topic, which will be my third article, but I'm having to redo some stuff with my second article, the tight end one. And so I decided to delay that topic in the madness until next week, probably the earlier pod. So we will get into that discussion, the uh, what third-year receivers could be this year's Chris Godwin. We're going to get into that. But today, with everything drafting also going, all the drafting, everybody's drafting right now in fantasy circles, or a lot of people are, and it's a good time for draft season to talk a little bit about quarterbacks. It's some I've talked about before, mentioned here and there, and I'm like, hey, sometime I'll talk about it. Well, the time has arrived. It is here. We are going to talk quarterbacks. Yes, yes. And the kind of differentiating between how I personally prefer to go about it between the different league styles. Okay? So, here we go. Quarterbacks, just in general, I think you want to aim for the scrambling quarterbacks. Because here's the thing. And, and I've read some stuff on Twitter 
that talks a lot about quarterbacks this year, and I really do believe, and I've been saying this for a while now, if you've been keeping up on the pod, cast, podcast, so if I say pod, you know that's what I mean. Just saying, there's some people out there that, you know, they'll help sometimes. <laughs> anyway. But I, that scrambling, that there, see, here's the thing. You got to look at what happened last year. How many teams just fucking killed it in the playoffs because they had Lamar Jackson as their quarterback and because they got him super late in the draft. Well, you know what? That shit's not working this year because the guy who should be this year's Lamar Jackson is Kyler Murray and everybody's already ahead of that shit. Any new draft I've done this year, Kyler Murray's gone super high. (laughs) Like super high. Because people are expecting it. Now they're trying to predict it. That same as me. I'd have loved to get Kyler Murray. He's one of my top guys this year, but he went. I was thought, hey, I'd be able to get him in the later rounds. Nope. People are onto that shit after Lamar Jackson. And here's part of the other thing is people are starting to realize the importance of those scrambling quarterbacks. Because not only can they rush and, you know, get you those those rushing yards, but they scramble to extend plays, which is great for the other fantasy assets around them and great for them and their team overall. A guy like Russell Wilson, you know, as a Vikings fan, I've seen a lot of Kirk Cousins. When the shit starts hitting the fan and the defensive front is getting up in his face, he's going to take the sack or he's going to throw it away. Russell Wilson will scramble out of the pocket. So you think about all those plays where Kirk Cousins could scramble, but instead either takes the sack, and I mean, I've literally seen Kirk Cousins like go from his hand was ready to throw to, oh, he's crunching up the ball and he's using his other hand to try and keep the defender from hurting him so much. Don't hurt me, big man. But Russell Wilson... That dude's going to spin. He's going to get out the fucking pocket, try and make something happen. Is he going to every time? No. But sometimes he's going to get you some rush yards. Other times, he's going to get a nice deep pass because he's extending that play. It's become a very important aspect. And honestly, even back when it was just like, hey, grab your quarterbacks at the end of the draft, I was always like, man, if I'm sitting there rounds five through eight-ish where... I've got my first four, my solid core, and I used to go two running back, two receiver. Now, I like to go, if I can, one running back, three receiver. And then I go running back upside heavy later. But the point is, is I like to get that first four in before I start even thinking about changing direction, okay? And sometimes you get to that fifth fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, and you're like, man, I'm just, I don't know about the running backs or the receivers here. I either feel like I'd be, the ones right here, I'm just not, I'm not feeling. And the guys later on, I just, I feel like I'm reaching because I could get in my next pick. So you're left in a situation. What to do? Take your fucking quarterback. If there's still one of those guys there, Russ, Lamar, Mahomes, Kyler, 
people are trying to bump up Josh Allen. I'm pumping the fucking brakes on Josh Allen. Everybody is excited about him, especially since he got Stephon Diggs. All the people that hated Josh Allen have forgot about what he did in the fucking playoffs, and they're just going to... I'm seeing a pattern here. Blake Bortles, he had that one good season, went to shit. Mitch Trubisky had one good season, and I mean good, not great, and went to shit, being replaced by Nick Foles. Which is funny, because Nick Foles was going to replace Blake Bortles. And then he got hurt right away, and it was Gardner Mitchell. <laughs> That's a funny shit. And now, Josh Allen. Rookie year, eh. Same as the other guys. Second year, leads the Bills to the playoffs. All right, he had a good year. Led the Bills to the playoffs. Played some solid football. Made some pretty good throws and had some good runs. Okay, okay, okay. Playoffs. <laughs> he looked. <laughs> but not just that. He had a second good year. Not great. And the guy that so many people weren't even that sure in to begin with are changing their tune. And that's fine. I'm not. If this dude goes on to be a top 10 quarterback this year, great. Good for him. I'll be happy for him. And my brother, who is a Bills fan, I'll be happy for him. Uh, but I see heartache more than anything. Especially because this tends to happen in sports. as particularly football. The Patriots are no longer the favorites, right? To most people. And so you look at the other teams, well, who's going to win the division with no Tom Brady? Must be the Bills. They made the playoffs last year. They got Stephon Diggs. I think people forget. Sam Darnold went 6-2 and two down the stretch at the end of the year. And how good he looked. And now you're giving him Denzel Mims to throw to. Rashad Perriman to throw to. This is going to have better weapons. Chris Herndon's coming back. You look at Miami. They played some pretty competitive ball last year, despite having an absolute shit roster. They had an okay draft, but they had in some pieces. And I think offensively, they're going to be fine, especially once you insert Tua. And even before then, Fitz plays all right. He does some dumb shit. <laughs> but my point being is, I just... Everybody sold on the Bills and Josh Allen. And I'm like, Miami and New York could surprise. And, you know, on top of that, let's not forget about the fucking Patriots. Because while I do think that Bill Belichick need, needed Brady throughout all these years, Brady needed Belichick too. I'm kind of excited to see what Stidham does. Because a lot of people are rooting for the Patriots to fail. But I think it'd be funny. Normally I'd be with you. Don't get me wrong. Because I don't like the Patriots. But in this particular situation, after the breakup, I think it would be just hilarious if the Patriots started wrecking everybody with Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> I do. I really do. But then I would also hope for Brady and his legacy and all that, that he goes on and kicks some ass in Tampa. Who knows? Maybe they, that would be the funniest fucking Super Oh, shit. How will they do without each other? Just fine. Just fine. But point being, I digress. <laughs> Sorry, I know I do that a lot. But when you're looking at these quarterbacks, 
So it's ideal if you can get one of those top guys. But I'm also a firm believer. You got to go several rounds running back wide receiver, okay? Particularly dynasty, things like that. I mean, if you're in a 12-team redraft league, things are a little bit easier. The benches are shorter, waiver wire, et cetera, et cetera. It's not as important to hit in the draft, you know? And the draft isn't everything. Don't get me wrong. But in a redraft league, it's much less dependent on that because there's such a pool in the waiver wire. Whereas in dynasty leagues, you have larger benches, you're owning more players, there's not as much on the waiver wire. So it's draft is about what you get. And of course, there's going to be some guys every year that go on the waiver wire and they're going to help teams. But in general, that's how dynasties work. <laughs> Stating the obvious. So... You kind of want to get as many of those pieces as you can, but you also want to get a quarterback and you want to get a backup, <laughs> not in redrafting dynasty. So we're going to kind of get into that in a second. But the point being is, is the best guys you can get are those quarterbacks that can scramble. And I would say, don't again, be afraid to draft early. I'm not saying you have to. I'm not saying you need to. Sam, don't be afraid to. But there, there is no late Lamar Jackson this year, I don't think. Now, there might be some studs like, I could see Darnold. He's, he is very much that gunslinger type. He's got some more offensive weapons. I could see him coming out and having a pretty good damn year. But he's not the scrambler, so he's not going to add those yards. So unless he's throwing for a shit ton of touchdowns and yards every single week, it's not going to be the same fantasy production. But those guys are still very good. So, you know, I'm down with taking... You still, it's weird. It's like a mix of the old way of thought of you can kind of wait on quarterback, but it's, it, you also have to mix it in with, mm, mm, the, the scrambling quarterbacks because they're all taken so early in the draft. Yes, they are. They're all taken so early in the draft because they are. I mean, I saw it this year. I'm like, what the fuck are people doing? I mean, in the Superflex draft, I expected it. Except for Kyler Murray. That still surprised me. I should have known. I should have known better. Like, duh, Dynasty League. But he just went a little bit earlier than I thought he would. So they got me there. And so with all of that said, I think like a good example of this is like if you're in the fifth, sixth round, and again, you're in that position where I can get the guy I like next pick. There's nobody I want really in this spot. Russell Wilson is sitting there. He's going in the fifth and sixth round. That's a pretty good piece for your team. So that's just my thoughts on overall what I feel about the quarterback position. Now, you want to kind of break it down into the different kinds of drafts, right? So in redraft, like I said, same idea. You still want to look for those running backs and receivers as long as you can. But when it gets to a point where either you should really take a quarterback or you're sitting there going, hey, nobody I like here. I can get him next pick. Boom. So it's really, in redraft, I think, kind of a, when the opportunity arises, you want to try and get one of those scrambling quarterbacks. But again, it's redraft. 
You never know what's going to pop up on the waiver wire. What if fucking Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt? And what's-his-nuts isn't the fucking backup. Maybe it's actually fucking P.J. Walker. Who played in college for... Matt Rule. And all of a sudden he comes in and he's running all around all over the fucking place like Teddy Bridgewater didn't, didn't do. And you can get him on the waiver wire in redraft league. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about, man. I think... <sighs> It's redraft. It's it's a different kind of animal, you know. Well, I should say the other leagues are different kind of kinds of animals. <laughs> so that's what I would think about that. And also with quarterback in a redraft league, fucking don't worry about a backup. Seriously, do not waste a bench spot. Not on QB. Not on tight end. Unless there's one you got like this year would be a good year to actually take two tight ends. Because you can get that starter whenever you want and really no you it's not what am i saying because <laughs> now you could wait even later to get a tight end but you could also take two but the point is is that the waiver wire is going to be plentiful so make sure in a redraft league yeah try and get a good quarterback and a good tight end but use as many of those bench spots as you can i prefer all of them on running backs and wide receivers that guillotine league i just did that's a redraft league I did get a tight end. Who did I grab? Or maybe I didn't. Maybe that's the other league I'm thinking of. Ah, we'll have to do, we'll do an update of my drafts in the close. But it's essentially a redraft league, the guillotine league, and I didn't get a backup quarterback. I loaded, I got my starters set and then I just started pew, 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 pew. Lots of rookies. Why? Upside, upside. We don't know. We don't know yet. Lottery ticket, lottery ticket. Pew, 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 pew. If any of those guys fire and they're badass, okay, I keep them on the team. If they're not doing much for a few weeks and I'm in a redraft league, well, dump them. Go after other guys. The waiver wire will be plentiful, bountiful, if you will. So that's kind of the strategy I take in... Redraft links. No. Sorry, excuse me. In Dynasty, again, same kind of thing. I want to wait for the right opportunity, but I want to make sure I get a good starter. That number one guy. And I want him young. That sounded terrible. But I do want the young quarterback. Kyler Murray. He's ideal right now in Dynasty Leagues as your number one. Because I think he's going to pop this year. And he's going to be great. Because he's second year in the league. So that's a good one. But I want a pretty damn good quarterback for my starter in Dynasty. And then I like to get guys like, you know, solid backups, but that won't kill you, you know, if something happens to your starter. If you're sitting there with Kyler Murray and he goes down, boom, Sam Darnold. Because I want to keep it young. I want to keep my quarterbacks young, okay? Once they start getting a little too old, sell them, just like running backs. Wide receivers you can hang on to for a little bit. But with quarterbacks, you see a lot of them get replaced over so many years. It's really only a handful of the quote-unquote greats that end up playing more than a decade at the position. So get them all the young. Use them up for a few years. You can use them probably a year or two longer than a running back. But still, keep them young, man. And if that's what you got, if you got Kyler Murray and Sam Darnold, that's a good combo. 
And I always make sure to have a few guys, like I got PJ Walker on almost all my dynasty. Why? In the off chance, he works his way into the number two spot, and then Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt. Matt Rule knows PJ Walker. I mentioned it before. College. So, that could be a good addition if he can prove he can play. And with Matt Rule, he might just be able to. He looked good in the XFL. XFL is in the NFL. I know. But I'm just saying, lottery ticket. Here you go, PJ Walker. So uh, I'm also looking for that in Dynasty League. Give me my main guy, give me a solid backup or two, and then give me a guy or two I could take a chance on, depending on how deep your benches are. In a couple of Dynasty Leagues I'm in, benches are pretty deep. So I've got three capable starters, and then another guy or two, you know, just randomly. My one league, I have Lamar Jackson, Drew Locke, Dwayne Haskins, Dak Prescott. So boom. And there you go. (laughs) That's kind of how I built it up. Because at first it was, you know, Lamar and Dak. And I had Ryan Tannehill. And then I traded him because I had Drew Locke ascending up and Dwayne Haskins coming. And maybe Dwayne Haskins doesn't turn into anything. But that's okay. I'll keep the farm system filling. But that's kind of how I play in Dynasty as far as quarterbacks. Um, Still, again, you don't want to make it your highest priority. It's Dynasty. This is your team. You want to fucking load up on those running backs and wide receivers. So you can kick ass now and later. And if you want to know about all my strategies and different rules and stuff for the different types of leagues, go back, listen to my previous podcast because there is one, episode two, maybe but where I talk all about draft strategy. So go check that out. Now, that's how I like to play in Dynasty. Now, when it comes to Superflex or 2QB leagues, whether it's Redraft or Dynasty, well, I would say most of them are Dynasty. Um, I would kind of play it the same way because you want to make sure you have some good ones to have. Because especially, I like to do this in a regular Dynasty League, just because if Kyler Murray gets hurt, like going with my previous example, I have Sam Darnold to step in, and then potentially a couple more guys, in case I really get fucked, and Sam Darnold gets hurt too. In a two-quarterback slash Superflex League, this makes it much more important to make sure you at least get a couple of guys. Because... It's fine if you can only just well that you if you draft well you'll have running backs and receivers that are putting up quarterback points. You can manage with just one quarterback in a super flex two QB league. You can do it. But what happens if your starter gets hurt and you got some junk for backups? Or let's say your starter gets hurt, then you got only a backup and you kind of got some junk behind him. What if he gets hurt or the bye weeks come? What are you gonna do? So you got to take it a little step further. I would say make sure you got one more guaranteed kind of starter, okay? It doesn't have to be anything crazy either. Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, it's for a few games. Just to be safe at the end of the draft. Because what if Tua spends most of the year redshirting? And it is Fitzpatrick most of the year. That could be a good, valuable piece to help you get through bite weeks, injuries, whatever. You got to take chances like that. Or not take chances like that, I should say. <laughs> in, the, in that particular league. 
Like I said, you could totally go just one quarterback, and I don't think it hurts you if you've, you know, done well enough in your other positions. The problem would be if that one starting quarterback gets injured, what is your depth behind him? That's where it gets tricky. So I would like to have at least three guys available. Like I said, I do that in regular Dynasty, but regular Dynasty, you know, you're good with two and then maybe developmentals, but I'd, I'd like to have a, an, an additional one, but definitely in Superflex. Definitely. And this year it's crazy because you got all these guys at the end of the draft that aren't really like Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Cam Newton, we don't know what's going on with him. We'll see though. Is fucking Cam Newton. I missed out on him in my Superflex draft. I was hoping to get him. And I could have taken him in this one draft, but I had to get... I don't even remember which running back it was, but I grabbed a running back. Oh, Antonio Gibson, because I have Darius Geis. And so I was like, man, I'd really like to get Cam Newton, but I'm going to have to grab Gibson here. Hopefully Cam makes it back to me. He didn't, which is fine. I grabbed Fitz, because I have Tua. So that's fine. But there's also sitting there, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. I mean, Cam's going to sign with somebody at some point. And I know there's a source out there, like a lot of NFL GMs thinks Cam's done. People lie all the fucking time. One GM could have released that just so other GMs start thinking, yeah, he ain't got it no more. Maybe they're trying to drive down the price. Bottom line, Cam will be on a team. If anything happens to the quarterback of that team, hoo-wee. But I promise you, Cam Newton's not done. He's not done. He's not done. And I don't think Jameis Winston is done. And I want to see what Marcus Mariota can do in a different setting. I talked about this on the last pod. Marcus Mariota, I don't think is as bad as has been portrayed. I would like to see what he does in a different environment, a different system, etc. And he could very well get a shot to start this year. Jameis Winston. He's only 26. Same as Mariota. Backing up Drew Brees, who got hurt last year. Dude's old as fuck. Brees could very well get hurt again. Then you got Winston for however many games. And then he goes out and get a contract next year, and boom, he's a starter somewhere else, and there you go. These guys are just sitting there at the end of the draft. Grab one or two of them just to put on your bench. They may be tradable pieces later, especially if nobody wants to touch them. So... That's how I like to go about my quarterbacks in drafts, how I like to do things. I like to have a few guys, developmental. I like to make sure I'm not going too high. You're not going to see me drafting Mahomes in the second round. But I like to make sure I get some decent backups and one solid starter. And then redraft, just get you one fucking good guy. Again, yeah, it's that simple. Anyway, that's what I got for you. That is what I got. So we're going to get the hell out of the madness. And we're going to get back into, well, let's see. A little bit of getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> if you know what I mean. We're going to come back and close this fucker up. Close up shop. Ta-ta. You suck, you jackass. No! No! Welcome back. Welcome back. I had some garage band difficulties. So I was away for a few minutes. But I got a little marijuana going. And I got 
the garage band going again, so we're good to go. Good to go to close shop on this episode, right? Right. So, next week, next week, I have a couple more episodes coming at you. Do a little bit of chatter on guillotine leagues, because I really, really love the fucking guillotine league. And I'm so happy with how my draft turned out. And I will say that because it will be officially done by the time next week rolls around. So I will get into how the guillotine league draft went for me. What I tried to do as far as strategy and all that. Even though I've kind of talked about it. We'll kind of get into it. And the end of my guillotine draft. More about the guillotine league. Because I love the guillotine. I'm going to say it again. I love these guillotine leagues. They're badass. But I will give you a quick update. I kind of mentioned earlier. I, get, I missed out on Cam. But I scooped up Fitzpatrick. Just to make sure I'm good until Tua's good. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So I've got Fitz and Drew Locke as starting quarterbacks. I have Cam Akers, Jonathan Taylor, Darius Geis, all young running backs. And then I have Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, all receivers in their prime. TJ Hawkinson, the man. We got Tua on the bench. I got me some Damian Harris of the Patriots, Antonio Gibson, Joshua Kelly. Yes. Young, upside, boom, boom, boom. Same thing with the receivers I have on my bench so far. LaVisca Chenault, Michael Pittman. And then I got me Irv Smith as my backup tight end so far. And that's where I'm sitting. And as you can see, oldest player on my team is who? Who? Allen Robinson, 27? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick. But he'll be on my team for like... Till whenever Tua takes over, you know. And then he go bye-bye. I guess I might hang on to him for the year, just in case. But that's how I'm doing with my Superflex League, with my Superflex Startup League. So, it's a little update on that. But other than that, all I would say is keep your eyes open over the weekend, people. Please be safe. As my wife mentioned, and I apparently, I've, I've mentioned this before, and apparently she saw it on some uh, uh, social media platform. So not exactly uh, what you might call it, House MK, original thoughts. But the idea that 2020 is almost like fucking Jumanji with the pandemic. Monkeys riding bikes, stealing kids. <laughs> Murder hornets. The giant rats in New York City, if you haven't heard about that. Yeah, giant rats <laughs> running around. <laughs> fucking crazy. What's next? Some new shit from the next level of Jumanji could pop out anytime. So just keep your eyes open. Be safe. Be vigilant. Do what you can to keep yourself safe and healthy from this goddamn virus. And don't be stupid, please. Don't be stupid. Look up your facts. Google. Google stuff. Make sure you get good information. There is a way. You gotta look for it. <laughs> Which is why probably a lot of bad information is out there because it's easy to find. Regardless, be safe, have a great weekend, and good luck in all of your fantasy drafts should you be drafting this weekend. And we will chat again soon, in just a few days, and we'll chatter again then. Thank you once again for joining the Fantasy Madness Podcast. Once again, I'm the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Follow me on Twitter at RMKMadness, and we'll see you again soon. Well, chat again soon. Yeah? Yeah. 
Peace out. Welcome to the show.